Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. That's why we called it the climb, C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. It's brilliant, and that's what you're going to need these days. It's not just going to be your talent. You're going to have to bring something to the table to get people to want to work with you. Uh, Let me introduce you to my co-host who came up with that amazing acronym, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how to write like a pro, how to do business like a pro, and not only that, but he actually connects you with the pros. I don't know what more you could ask for. You can find Brent real easy at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They help you find your sound. They help you grow your audience so you can become the artist that everybody loves and so you can get paid. Yeah. Daredevil, yes. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That's production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. What's, What's up, man? Up? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm excited to uh, sit back, take a back seat, and learn. <laughs> yeah, we got we got a we got a we got a cool guest on today. Um, before before we get to that, real quick, I just want to plug the the uh, Facebook community, the Climb community. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a ton of climbers on there. It grows every day. Uh, lots of people on there sharing information. Hey, I've got this issue, that issue. What? How did somebody deal with this? So, uh, there's a really good exchange of ideas on there. Uh, just go to the Climb community on Facebook, and we'll get you in. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe to it. You'll get your podcast every every Tuesday morning, and of course, uh, share it, tell it. We got a reputation, spread it around. Mm-hmm. It'll make you look cool, and uh, leave a rating or review, and we'll make you famous. We'll read it on the air. So, with that said, we are joined by a very special guest today, Mr. Randy Barber, who is the uh, owner of Bar Frog Music, and somebody, uh, an organization that I have been working very closely with. Um, in 2017 and it's really we're really starting to hit some home runs here so uh with that i want to introduce you to mr randy barber say hello randy hey guys hey johnny hey brent thanks for having me on man thanks for being here yeah so randy why don't you uh why don't you give everybody a little bit of background as to where you came from and uh why they should pay attention to you and then we'll get into some some cool stories and some accolades and, and some different successes that we've had and how we did it Absolutely. Um, you know, I have, uh, well, I started in Nashville. I came to Nashville to be a hit songwriter and uh, started writing. And I wrote with an artist by the name of Eric Lee Bedingfield. And we wrote some amazing tunes. And we wrote a song that George Jones actually recorded with Eric called The Gospel According to Jones. Killer song. And we nice. had this fabulous record. Had nothing to do with it, and we actually got meetings with a couple of different labels, and they're like, "This is great. If you'll bring some money to the table, we'll help you with it." Well, we didn't have any money. We couldn't hire promotion. We couldn't hire all the things. So, 
we figured between the two of us, we'd just figure it out. And so basically, uh, we went and attacked secondary radio, and I did it myself. And so kind of learned on the fly. And we had five straight um, top 20 singles um, by ourselves. And uh, that's incredible. Eric, he became the uh, Music Road Magazine's Independent Artist of the Year. and it was based on he had more airplay than anybody else independent artist that year um and so we did that and that opened up some big opportunities for touring and for uh different things and we just i just figured it out so i wore just about every hat with eric um kind of helping him grow his business and his touring and helped him with management with booking you name it um that opened the door for me to do Sidewalk Records. It, it was a, an imprint of Curb Records. And um, they brought me on board to direct their secondary market promotions. And the very first thing they handed to me was a brand new baby artist by the name of Dylan Scott. And I took Dylan on his very first radio tour. And we went out and visited radio stations. And fast forward to this year, and Dylan had just had his first number one with a song called My Girl. Mm-hmm. And he's got a brand new song uh, called Hooked that's uh, going great for him now. And he's out there on the Justin Moore tour and uh, just killing it. So, uh, Hey, Randy, can I, you I'm provide work- a little, uh, j- j- before you go further, can you just explain secondary market real quick to, to anybody who might not catch what that means? Okay, well, it's just a little smaller market than, say, your Dallas and your Atlanta and uh, the major um, primary markets, which are the markets that are controlled by um, your iHeartRadio and your conglomerate uh, radio groups. Um, Most of these secondary markets are still good-sized markets, but they're um, independently owned stations where they still locally make the decisions about what music they get to play. Uh, they're still good touring markets. They're still good markets with audiences and you can really create and grow, um, opportunities in these markets, but it's, it's not, uh, saturated with, um, one company owning all the opportunities there. And then they have a, the gatekeepers, that control who gets played on it. And if you're not spending a million dollars, you're not going to get played on the station in Dallas or station in Atlanta. Uh, So secondary is just a little Mm -hmm. smaller, a little farther down the food chain, but it's still a good sized market. You can still reach people. So what what do you think, what's your takeaway and why did you start bar frog? So you've got, obviously you were extremely instrumental with Dylan Scott uh, again, just had his first number one, and and then I, I want to talk about what well, you started Bar Frog and kind of how we got together and started working together because that's interesting. Well, I had some opportunities, um, you know, to come. A lot of people were coming. There's a lot of independent artists out there who want to know how can I do this without a major label. Mm-hmm. And people would come to me, and my background being in radio promotion. I understood and knew that, but that's just a one piece of what it takes to be successful today. It takes a 
a little bit of everything, you know, and how one of the ways that we got together working with Daredevil and, and my my company was because I needed someone who could attack the social marketing part of it, the social imprint, uh, and footprint, if you will, um, being able to grow that part of it. Um, it. That in conjunction with a little bit of radio and also with touring and building it, it's all these pieces. There's not just one thing that's going to make you successful. It's having a grasp on everything and being able to to uh, have different pieces and put all of them together and being adept enough to be able to move to what's working for you and finding that. Well, I started my company because people were coming to me, how can I do it as an independent artist? And I was able to kind of guide them and coach them through uh, opportunities of taking a look of where they are, what they were doing, what they were doing well, and maybe find niches or markets for them where they, where they could work. And uh, I thought, if we could put all these things together, then you could attack it in the same way that a major label would without having to spend millions of dollars. And you could do it smarter and work smarter instead of harder, like the old adage is. Um, but that was the idea behind it. That's cool. Um, it, what's your what's your take on the on the labels these days? What are they looking for? You know, when I first got into town, you know, sixteen years ago, record labels signed talent. They went out and they found somebody, and they thought, okay, this guy's really good, or this girl, she can sing. Nowadays, I don't think I think that record labels buy businesses. They don't sign talent. Now, if somebody's out there, you know, AKA a Granger Smith or uh, you know, Pat Green was one of the first ones that that I could put my thumb on. Uh, these guys were out there being hugely successful as an artist without a major label, mm-hmm. and so they ended up with major label deals. But because they were making money, they were attracted to the record labels. And so I think that's the difference today is uh, they're not just out there finding somebody that can sing because there's a ton of people out there that can sing. Because some of the ones who are on major labels are not your most talented artists. They're just the ones who found a way to market themselves. Exactly, and that's that, that's where you and I are working well together. Is because um, I mean we were having this conversation before we pressed the record button, Randy. Or it was actually earlier today, but you were talking about how you, you were telling me about what you tell your artists when they come on and they start working with you, and I want you to share that with our audience because um, I think it's it's very profound in the sense that a lot of people want to know what they got to do, right? Like, what do I got to do to get from here to there? And your answer to that is, that's what I want you to share right now. Well, you know, from, to get from here to there, it's a little bit of everything. You know, you've got to find an audience. And it, it may not be in the same place that every everybody else's is. Um, there are a lot of different audiences out there. It's finding yours. 
And, um, you know, one of the reasons that I love working with Daredevil is because you help my artists move the needle with their social marketing more than any other company I've ever worked with. And I've worked with a bunch of them. And so being able to have somebody who can move the needle and get in front of, you know, get in front of, uh, audiences, helping you find that that's, that's the key thing. And being, um, able to maneuver and not be dead set. Oh, radio is the only way or social media. YouTube is the only way it's, it's a combination of these things and being able to move towards, Hey, this works for me. This doesn't work for me. Um, one of the artists that I've worked with, Eric Lee Bedingfield, for example, there's a lot of people who don't even know who he is, but we were over in January this year, we were over in Australia, uh, playing arenas. Yeah. You know, it's a, because he's found a niche there and he spent some time building that and his music really, he found the audience there and we have cultivated that audience. And, uh, so it's being able to, to be flexible enough and, understand where your audience could be and it might not be the traditional this is radio or this is this is how you know i'm going to find it through spotify or i'm going to find it through this it's being open to whatever comes around right you know what a good another good example of that is uh you were telling me about the dylan scott story you want to share that you know one of the things with with dylan um just incredibly talented guy. Incredible. I mean, just vocally, he is as good as anybody I'd ever seen. They took, we took him to radio and whether it was for whatever reason, it just never 100% connected and broke through and had a, a hit song. His management company went and had him do a video, a cover video of an Ed Sheeran song, Thinking Out Loud. And that song had a, a close to 2 million views yeah. on YouTube. Wow. And totally changed his live audience. Then they followed it up with a, another cover video of Justin Bieber, uh, Love Yourself. And those two songs really broke it wide open for him Um that helped him build his touring. And from there that opened it back up. So the next time they went back to radio, it was a whole different, whole different scenario because he had an audience. They had leverage. People who were familiar with. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And so they could go to, uh, you know, a radio station in a primary market or a major market and say, Hey, Dylan's selling hard ticket sales in your town. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. And so that it changed the conversation. But wait a second, I, I'm I'm very confused because real artists don't do cover songs. I'm very confused by this, <laughs> guys. I'm I'm not. But it's yeah. Raise your I'm, hand if I'm you think of Dylan Scott as a cover, cover artist. Smile. Yeah. Raise your hand if you think right, of Dylan exactly. Scott as a cover artist. No, you don't. Obviously, tanked his career. <laughs> he's got a number one. Yeah, he's got a number right, one. He's on yeah. the Justin Moore tour. Uh oh my goodness I love that story especially for that reason yeah because um, you know those those cover songs those were a gateway drug into Dylan's music they were giving you know the audience craves something familiar and something novel right they want a mix of those two and a cover song is a great way to do that it gave you something familiar which and that you liked at the time which is the Ed Sheeran song. And but it gave you something novel, which was Dylan's spin on it and his good vocals and his artistry attached to it. So it was a good combination, and it was a gateway drug into what he does. So, and I, and I would add that you know we said this before, but on a cover song, when people were listening to Dylan Scott do the Ed Sheeran song, they were expending exactly zero brain power. Zero. They were burning zero calories trying to listen to the lyric and trying to understand and feel the melody. They already knew it. Mm-hmm. They were familiar mm-hmm. with the melody. They were familiar with the lyrics. So what was the only thing that was getting in was his artistry, was his interpretation of that song, and they fell in love with him, didn't they? You know, and that, and that, went, that, 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 that did two million views because of that latter sort of phenomenon that we've talked about, Brent, in, in, on past episodes here, where, you know, you, remembering that YouTube wants you to go viral, that they make their money on advertising. So the more viral videos they have, the more money they make. So they are constantly looking for a video that's going to ring the first bell on the first rung of that ladder, which is X amount of plays or views within a certain amount of time of that song being posted. And when you hit that, that's the first indicator that this is this we got a little bit of virality going on here and YouTube will help it and they'll hit a multiplier button and expose that uh, video to other uh, YouTube accounts that they feel would probably like that. And then if it continues to gain steam and you ring the second bell on the second ladder, then they keep doing that and they just keep doing and going and going because it's still hot, it's still hot, it's still working and they get it to more people and they make more money off of it. So what a brilliant plan by, by number one, by Dylan Scott's management, number two, by Dylan Scott for, for carrying through with it and doing it. Mm-hmm. 
right? And, you know, one of the things to me that made it successful is Dylan being a phenomenal artist. He he really took a hold of it. Ed Sheeran's a great artist, but Dylan, I would dare say, did a just as good, if not better, job in, in interpreting that song and really found a home. And so, it, you know, yes, it was a cover song, but it was his spin on it and really drove it home. Now, to bring this uh, talk about driving home, let's bring it home to our audience here, okay? Dylan's got a major mm-hmm. label deal. Um, God bless him. He's doing great. He still, by the way, let, moral of the story here, still had to, didn't get to walk through the front door like everybody think th- thinks they're going to do into a into an artist's career because they got a major label. Like, what they were doing wasn't working. I would imagine to some degree, Randy, and you please correct me if I'm wrong, that, that when they kept trying to hit it with radio and it wasn't working... It wasn't catching on. That's the, some of the bloom was starting to come off the rose, and the manager was like, "Hey, let's try this thing over here to try to light the fire again." And that's what they did. And lo and behold, everybody gets excited again back at the label because we have an audience. They got something they feel that they can work with, and and now he's he's gone higher than he's ever gone before. But on the independent deal, this is where Barfrog shines. This is where. And by the way, I'm just gonna. Every single artist, Randy, that I've ever talked to about you, the first thing that comes out of their mouth, Randy's one of the nicest guys in the music industry. Like one of the most honest people in the, he's going to tell you how it is and the way that you put it out there doesn't make them feel, you know, like they're being attacked. You have a way of getting people to see the light and see the truth and, and grasp for that golden ring and and make sure they're grasping for the right one. So kudos to you for that. But I want to tell our listeners that, um, Right now, you've got, is it four artists or five? Well, two of them actually did duet together. So there's five of them, but there's four songs we've got. In the top 60 right now, all independent artists. Artists that do not have a major label deal are working with Bar Frog, which is, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is it okay to call that a label services company, Randy? Exactly. You know, I partnered with uh, yourself, with with Daredevil, and with uh, public, a publicity uh, arm to to offer some services. Uh, basically, you could get at a record label without having to have that deal or having to put up the the same kind of money that it takes to to bring on a major label. There you go. There you go. And so, I mean, that first of all, that's an incredible accomplishment because um, I'm going to brag on you a little bit. There's the only people that got more singles in the top 60 right now are major labels. Correct. So good on you. <laughs> he just goes, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're pretty excited about it. Well, you should be. Um, I am. I know that because there's, there's a handful of Daredevil artists in there, too. So you've been crushing it with that. Um, the other thing that's kind of, um, you know, through, through, the, through the effort of, of just trying to figure out how to tackle this, and I want to bring everybody listening uh, to, back to the beginning of this interview where he started with Eric Lee Bedingfield. And he just started doing it. And then you learned, right? Like, there was no manual. Right. There was no online course. You just got out there and started taking swings <laughs> and, and connecting with a couple of them. But 
as a result of the um, of the exposure that you've gotten uh, a handful of your artists, we have, um, I think between the two of us, it's, it's not for sure yet, so we can't name any names, but it's looking like a probability that we're going to have at least three or four artists on major television shows in the next five or six months. That's that's what it looks like, you know. Um, we're in in uh, conversations with uh, several of them now, and uh, you know, just been blessed with it. But uh, I, I think that um, hard work tends to pay off, and being having really talented artists and these getting these opportunities, and you know, with you working our social footprints for us they're discoverable. That means these, these people can be found uh, through uh, when, when these television networks go looking for artists to fill their slots, they got to be, be able to be found. And if they don't have a social footprint, they're not going to be found. And so that was a, a big part of it, you know, is being able to be discoverable. Yeah, right on. So when you look at an artist that's coming into uh, Bar Frog, like, how do you begin to assemble the blueprint? Like, what goes through your head where it's like, hey, we should try this and not this? Or, you know, how do you start to sort of get an inkling of what that path should be? You know, the, the first thing I do is listen. Listen to what they tell me, you know, because they, people generally have a good idea of what works for them, what doesn't. And now they don't know the specifics or how to accomplish it, but they know who they appeal to. And so listen, listen to their, what their, their craft, listen to what they're creating and listen to what they're telling me, how, what kind of response they're getting, where they're getting response and being able to objectively, because some people say, oh, I, this is the, this is what I do. But if they're not being objective, then it takes sometimes an outside source can look at it and see. But that's where experience comes in. Just having listened to enough music and seen enough artists to know, okay, this is going to work or this isn't going to work. Um, but listening to them, because they'll usually tell you who, who they are and what they're about. You just listen. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like to go wrong listening. No, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I'll tell you. Um, so, if, if this, by the way, if this sounds like something that, um, that, uh, that you could, I mean, you know, we, Randy, we talked about this a little bit, but I just want to make sure, like, you're open for consulting, right? Like, somebody could get in touch with you via your email, and um, if, if they wanted to have you listen to them and, and just give them some ideas on some different ways that they could take their uh, that they could take their career, absolutely. You know, I, I you know they can reach out to me info at barfrogmusic dot com. Um, you know, I'll be happy to listen and, and kind of give them some direction. And uh, you know, I do I do a lot of consulting work, and so. Uh, people will come and, and ask for help. Okay, what's my next step? Or how do I assemble the right team? Or what, you know, how am I going about this the right way? 
you know, that kind of thing. And, and sometimes it takes somebody with some experience that can, can kind of direct you and it can save you a lot of time, energy and money just by using someone else's expertise. Yeah, 2020 hindsight's always 2020, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and experience. It's what you get right after you need it. Yeah, I mean, the last <laughs> thing. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what do they say? That uh, good decisions come from, uh, you know, experience, and experience comes from making bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But... Um, so, I, you know, I think the message here, again, it's nice to hear from somebody else, Randy, and I appreciate you coming on, but you've, you've, got to, you've got to create that leverage. It's why we created this podcast. You've got to come to the table with something. They are not just going to take you as a baby act in, in, or, or as an unknown artist and turn you into a career in the music industry. Like, you're going to have to create that career yourself, and... Uh, I mean, to your point, Randy, you've got to wear all the hats. Mm-hmm. That's right. And the business changes so much. It, it changes, and you've got to be able to change with it and be aware of the changes. And that's that's probably the the toughest thing to learn is, is how fast these things change. And when you've got people who are in the industry that can help you and use the resources that are available to you, you know, people like myself or, or like you guys, these these resources, because we're in the trenches every day. And uh, for somebody who's not in that, they think, oh, this is the way it's always been done, so this is how I have to do it. Well, it's different than it was. It's different than it was five years ago. And it's going to be different from that five years from now. So being able to, to see around the corner a little bit is really a... Um, a great tool in this business. Heck yes. Um, so what's coming up for you next? Like any new artists that you can talk about that, uh, you're going to be working with in the near future? Yeah, I, I tell you, I trying to keep that a little bit of that under wraps. And so <laughs> okay. we I thought I'd it, try. But, I thought man, I'd try. <laughs> but we were in the studio today and it got some really exciting stuff coming. Right on. Cool. Well, uh, Randy, thanks so much for uh, taking the time. That's uh, Randy from Barfrog Music. His socials are all Barfrog at Barfrog Music for Instagram, for Twitter, and for Facebook. If you would like to consider uh, some consultation and get some get some some feedback from a pro on what you got, where you're at, and some different ways that you can try to get ahead, reach out to Randy at info at barfrogmusic.com. and. Um, and there you have it. That brings us to the end of another killer episode of The Climb. So once again, make sure you subscribe. Tell everybody about it. Share that if you want to so that uh, so that other people know about it. If you're liking what you're hearing here, other people are going to like it as well. And uh, keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.